Good evening. Thanks for coming. Tonight's share was dedicated by um, Shmuley and Sarah Goldberg, and this is in honor of um, Sarah Goldberg's from Seattle's father's yard site, Ruven Yehuda ben Avram, which was last Shabbos. May his neshama have a very great aliyah to the greatest of heights. The yard site was in Yotes Sivan. May his neshama go higher and higher to the greatest of heights. And much bracha to you and your family and everything in the material and in the spiritual. Thank you. Okay, this week is Parsha Shalach. So we're going to begin learning the Mimer on page 82 in Lakute Torah. The Mimer is Inyan Hanasachim. So this week the Torah discusses, uh, after the story of the spies, the Torah speaks about the, the um, mitzvah of libations. Libations are the pouring of wine that you pour together with a korban. When you offer a sacrifice, you're supposed to pour wine. It's not only wine, it's actually a few things that go together. It's flour mixed with oil. See, the animal sacrifice is the animal sacrifice. But in addition to that, by most sacrifices, not by all, but by most sacrifices, um, I think it wasn't by a chatas, but by a shalamim or a karban ola, the person was obligated to accompany his animal sacrifice by also bringing a little meal offering. Flour, raw flour, it wasn't cooked, mixed with oil, and that was burnt on the altar together with the animal, or could have been together. Actually, you can bring the nesachim later, a day or two later also, but... The idea is it's connected to the animal sacrifice. In addition to that, there was also a measure of wine that was poured. A measure of wine. Now, the amount of wine, the amount of oil, the amount of flour varies between the three types of, generally between the three types of animals one can bring. If it was a sheep, a lamb, it was of a lesser amount. If it was a ram, um, which is a larger animal, so it was a larger nesachim, a larger amount of flour, more oil, and more wine. If it was a cow, then the flour and the oil was even more, and the same as also the wine was a larger amount. Now the wine, unlike the other two that went on the fire, the wine was poured in a hole on top of the mezbeach, and it went down to what was somehow referred to as the nostrils. It went down like what's called a sheetin. Sheetin are these two holes. Now, for the wine, there was one hole. But the reason why there was a second hole, because one of them was for water, which, we, which they only poured on sukkahs. Uh, every sukkah day, they poured water in addition to wine. But on a regular carbon, they would offer the wine, and the wine went down through these two narrow holes. It went to the bottom of the altar, and at the bottom of the altar, there were two holes drilled in the ground, and it went deep, 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 deep until it reached the subterranean waters, or very, very deep underneath the ground. And that's where the wine had to let it go. This mimer is going to explain what's the significance of the wine pouring. It's a really fascinating mimer, very, very beautiful read. Okay, so we're ready to go. So in the midst of explaining what's the, portion, what's the significance of the libations, he already explains what is the significance of a sacrifice in general. And, the, and what he's going to explain is why is a sacrifice called the God's bread? Uh, lechem, it's considered bread. We spoke about this many times in our Thursday night class. 
What's the relationship between a sacrifice and bread? From the flesh of a korban shlamim. The sages say, since it says will be eaten, will be eaten. So the sages say that there is two two levels of eating. What are the two levels of eating? One is the eating of the kohanim. The kohanim eat because from almost, from a lot of the sacrifices, the kohen, the priest, would get a certain part of the meat. And the other one is achilas mizbeach, is the consumption of the of the altar, the mizbeach. So you and the, so you see that the gemara refers to the mizbeach as eating. So we need to understand well, what does that mean? A human eats. I understand. What does it mean? The altar eats. And it's not just a, a you know a, a casual word that's just being thrown around over here. You're borrowing the term because you're consuming, so it's considered eating. No, it's, it's literally, if it says it's eating, it's eating. So what's the idea? If the altar is eating, that means God is eating. What does it mean that God eats? Tzarek Lav, we need to understand, in the idea of the karbonis. They offered on the mizbeach, from the cattle. First of all, the general idea of a karbon, what's the idea of every sacrifice? And then why is it also called eating? As we said earlier. Like it says explicitly in the Pasuk, Lechem, see in the Pasuk it doesn't say it's called eating. In the Pasuk it says, and only the Gemara says that when it says two times Achel, it's referring to the Mizbeach is also eating. Not just the humans are eating the Mizbeach, the altar is also eating. But what we do find explicitly in the Pasuk is that the verse says, states openly that the carbon is called Lechem, it's called bread. So it's called, it refers to it as a food. Lachem isha Lashem, it is bread, a fire sacrifice for God. Uksivin, it says, Lachmi Leishay, my bread for my fire. Hulahavin to understand. That's one question, one thing we need to understand. Once we understand already, we're exploring the idea of a carbon, we need to also understand the idea of the libations. That's interesting. The libations are not mentioned in the Torah till this point. Now, in Parashas, Shlach, uh, this is where the Torah introduces the mitzvah of giving the Nesachim the libations. So we need to understand what's, what's the idea of the libations. These pourings. They poured wine on the altar. And the wine went down, down the two nostrils. Yeah. And they had a hole. And they would go down all the way, all the way, all the way until the subterranean waters. This seems to be a wonder. What is the achievement? What are we trying to accomplish over here? It seems not only what is it all about, it's the opposite of what a carbon is. Hepecha carbon, it's the opposite of a carbon. A carbon is an elevation. When you're offering a sacrifice, you're elevating something. You're taking the animal and you're el- simply, when by, by uh, taking the life of the animal, the soul of the animal, you're, you're lifting up that. Now, God forbid, we're not butchering animals. We're not killing. The Beis Amigdosh was not a killing, uh, a killing courtyard. God forbid. The idea of, the, of there was, it was raising. You're raising the spirit, the nefesh, the soul of the animal. You're taking it out of its incarnation in the body. And you're lifting it up to a higher place. But you're not only doing it to the soul, you're also doing it to the body. Because by taking the body and burning it, that turns into smoke. And that smoke rises. So the whole idea of the animal of the carbon, and it's also getting consumed in a fire. And the fire is not just a regular fire. This is a fire that came down from heaven. So you see that every aspect of a carbon is all elevation. You're picking something up from a low place, 
and you're elevating it to a more spiritual, to a more godly place. This is an elevation. Or a sheep, which is an animal. And they take away its life from it, from it. because the life source goes upward. So the life of the animal goes up and arises. And not only does the, the spirit of the animal rise, but also the smoke. The smoke of the cloud of the carbon. When they make a carbon, so you have the smoke is rising. It rises upward. But the libations, that's a different story. First of all, they don't come from the, first of all, the species is different. They don't come from the animal. The, the libations come from tzomeach, they come from the plant, because the libations are wine, and wine comes from grapes. Number one. Number two, instead of you elevating it higher, you're actually pouring it lower. Because you're stopping on the Mizbeach, and you're not making it rise up to heaven, you're making it go down to earth. And till now, at least it was on top of the earth's surface. Now you're putting it under the earth, you're burying it. Because these two holes at the bottom of the altar went down, 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 down. And you went down to the lowest place possible. So you're knocking, you're, you're putting this down, 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 lamata, mata, 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 umayridim lamata letahayim. And it's brought down deep, deep, deep below, all the way to the tahom. So what can be the purpose of de degrading something and stop of elevating is, is, what was the word the guy told me, I asked him, told him elevating is devilating, uh, no. <laughs> forgot already a word someone told me. So that's number one. What's the content in bringing something down? Number two, and then why dafka wine? From all the things that we use in this bringing, on this descent, bringing it down, we're using wine. Why wine? Another thing we need to understand, why do we say that it's so pivotal, it's so essential to the carbon? If you do not add the libation to the carbon, there's something very, very, very essentially wrong with the carbon. The carbon does not is not accepted as a pleasant aroma, as a as a pleasant as a delight before God, unless you also accompany it with this pouring. Only if you have the pourings as well. as the sages say, if anybody reads the Shema without tefillin, if you're only saying Shema and you're not wearing tefillin, then it's like a carbon without libations. So you see that what? That we compare the Shema without the tefillin, obviously something is essentially wrong, at least for a man, of course, should have the mitzvah to wear tefillin. If he reads Shema and he doesn't put on the tefillin, there's something seriously wrong with what he's accomplishing with his Shema. His Shema is faulty. His reading of the Shema is faulty because he's not wearing the tefillin. And we're saying it's the same thing when you're offering up a carbon and you're doing it without adding the libations, something, something fundamental is missing. So you see that the libation, the pouring of the wine, is so important. So we need to understand, first of all, what is it all about? And why is it so important that it validates the carbon? 
So you can look in that Maimer Vayakal Moishim, where he discusses this idea. The Indian who, and the idea is as follows. We need to better, have a better understanding in the significance of wine. It says, That wine brings joy to the heart of man. And then it also says, I have stopped my, my wine. That brings joy to God. See, and, and people. Now wine brings simcha. It brings simcha to who? To people and to Hashem. Elohim. Godly beings. Elohim, if that means the malachim, whatever it means. But it means beings that become besimcha through wine. So kisimcha hubchinnas gilu So wine brings joy. And what is joy? What is the significance of joy? Joy is gilu yahelem. When something is, joy is when something is opening up. A concealed thing opens up. The experience of joy is when you feel openness. You feel like you're, when you're cramped and you feel farkvetched and you feel suppressed, there's no joy. Joy comes when you're open and you're free and you're, ah, it's like this tremendous feeling. It's a gilu the revelation. You can, shayadei ayayin, and that's what wine does. What, what does wine do? Wine reveals secrets. Wine pulls out your inner self out into the outside. Wine makes you conscious of your deeper energy, of your deeper soul. So there's this, 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 this uh, that's why a person is far more talkative when they drink, and they're louder, and they're more pronounced. Every, every, everything is in a stronger, there is a, a the, the, the human being in general is amplified. The entire human being is amplified, um, and in a state of expansiveness, wine, Creates expansiveness. And that brings you to joy, because that's what joy is. Joy is when you open up. Simcha. Simcha pirates gather. Simcha, joy, energy of joy is bursting, it's bubbling, it's breaking open. All the day of a wedding. You don't have to have wine. Um, you can have joy even without wine. But something really, really special has to happen in a person's life. Like the day a person is getting married. So they're, then they're in a state of real expansiveness, right? Before, before their spouse, their wife is going to suppress them. So, <laughs> so now they have one more chance. <laughs> they have one more chance to be expressive. So they're very, very happy and they, 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 they're exploding with joy. In the day of the joy of his heart. The concealment comes out. And the hidden recesses of one's heart come out from the concealed to the revealed. Now I'm going to explain this idea. What's the idea that wine is the revelation of Pneumius? So he's going to explain in general that we, we in, in, in our general state of existence, we exist and we experience only the most superficial element of our soul. We, we operate on the most superficial element of our soul. The most external element of our soul in, interacts and shows itself and is experienced in the body. Because most of our neshama is in a state of attachment to its source. And only the most external part of our soul is, is in, invested in the body to enliven the body. Why? Because that's the general rule. Whenever you have an entity that's being mashpiat to something else, 
one thing is influencing something else, another entity, what it is, what it is extending into that influence to influence is only its external. Because every being operates on two levels. Every entity in the world operates on two levels. First it's a receiver, and then it's a transmitter. Everything is both a female and a male, to some degree. All beings are both female and male. The female is the, its recipients, it's receiving first from its source, and then it's a male, meaning it's a mashpiyah to the next level. Because the way this God created the system is that everything takes and passes on, takes and passes on. That's how the angels work. They receive from higher influence, they pass it on to the next world, the next world, and the next world. And so it is with every person in your life. When you're a little baby, you're just a receiver. You get a little older, you stop being an influence. You're immediately an influence. You go into kindergarten, you right away start influencing other children, other people, other this. You become an influencer very, very quickly. And then as you grow older, the more you know, the more you can share and teach and give. And so you're both, but you're also a macabre. You go to your sources. As much as you're a teacher, you can be a very big teacher, but you also have a source. Even the Rebbe, who is like this ginormous teacher, would always go to his father-in-law's grave and go to the previous writings of all the previous books and all the previous teachers to receive. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the highest teacher ever, Moshe Kibel Torah, Moshe receives the Torah. Um and he gives over. And Yeshua, he's Mikabel for Moshe, and then he is the teacher to the next generation. And so each one receives and gives, receives and gives. Now the Pnimius, he says an interesting idea, so he's discussed in this Mimer, I haven't seen it really discussed in other Mimerim. The Pnimius of every level your panimi is the internal part, the more inner part, the really deeper energy, is consumed with receiving. And the more external energy is, is, is involved and occupied with teaching and influence. So in a sense, the female part of every person is much deeper than the male part of every person. The masculine side of every person is their giving. They're giving and they're sharing and they're influencing that's their external. The internal part is their female element, which is to receive from a previous level. Because the previous pl the place where you're taking from your source is much higher and far more powerful than yourself, number one, and definitely more powerful than the one that's receiving from you. That's a much, see the rule is when, every, when, every, when any influence is coming from level to level, it keeps on getting less and less and less and less. It's becoming diminished as it's moving. So if, if you're level B and you're receiving from A and you're giving to C, so the C is far, far weaker than B and for sure than A. So where is the, a person's, so if you're B, where are you going to give most of your energy to? To A, because that's where you're receiving, that's the gushing flow, that's your teacher, that's your source, that's your source of life, that's your source of enjoyment, your source of pleasure. It's going to your source as a macabre. Then you water it down, you filter it in you, and you pass it on to the next level. And that's the mashpia. And that, so that's chitzonius. Chitzonius is always one level giving to the next. Now, just like it is in, in a human being, in a teacher-student, as we spoke, so it is he's going to explain in every creature and in every being. Even in a vegetable. He's going to say an interesting, even in a, even in a vegetable. In every creature in the world, it's both. But it's also true about our soul. When our soul and our body, so let's put A, B, and C in terms of the soul and the body. So the body is C, it's the recipient. The soul is the giver. But the soul is not the ultimate giver. 
the soul has to receive its life from its source. Let's say its source is God. So A is God, B is the soul, and C is the body. So where is the bulk and the deeper energy, the deeper resources of the soul in its attachment to its source, which is Hashem? Its only external part is what it gives to the body. That's chitzonius. That's until you drink a cup of wine. That's the whole chiddush. See, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping the whole, the whole, whole thing. I mean, I'm not skipping, skipping. I'm just jumping ahead. What does a cup of wine do? What does a glass of wine do? A glass of wine does is it takes your panemius, your part of your soul that usually does not reveal itself in the body because it remains attached to its source and it reveals that hidden panemius. That's why you, when you drink wine, your face becomes red because much more energy is coming into your body. And if you drink too much, you fall asleep. Why do you fall asleep? Because the vessel can't handle it. There's so much energy that the, the, the vessel just take too much alcohol, it opens up too much of your inner soul into your body. Usually what's coming into the body is only drip, 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 the more external part of your soul. Very, very, very limited, very, very, very controlled. Take, you take wine, you remove the filters a little bit. So there's a gush. Take too much, too powerful, the body can't handle it. The body goes to sleep, it shuts down. That's the idea. So wine is Gilead, that's why it's also Simcha. Because when do you feel, usually like, you know, you, you, when, when, when you're operating on superficiality, on externalism, on external self, you're not happy. Joy can only come when your inner you starts shining. When you feel your inner go, that's joy. Now let's take a look inside. Because in everything that is in existence, the, is the internal and the external. The panemius of something is its recipient, it's receiving shifai, the flow. And and its chayus, idvekusai, and its dvekus, be'elosai, in its source. And the chitzainius, who b'chines hashpa lezulosai. The chitzainius of something is its hashpa, is its influence to lezulosai, to what? to the other, whichever other is. It gives an example. Ki ein loch esev, you don't have a piece of grass. Ki ein loch esev, she ein loy mazel. You don't have a piece of grass in the world that doesn't have a mazel. Every grass, he came just in the time for we're talking about the herbs and the grass. And every peiri and every fruit. Oy esev, or piece of grass. Oy tvua, or grain. Yesh beiz bechinois, there's two bechinois. Tam haperi, the taste of the pre. Shu bechinois ruchni. Rolling in the first paragraph, first column here. Uh, like ten lines in the bottom. The line begins with the word, Shu bechinois ruchni. Yeah, so he says, Yesh beiz bechinois, tam haperi, bechlal, in every peri, in every fruit, every grass, every grain, anything. Any, any, any vegetation. There's two things. There is the taste, which is the ruchnius of it, which is the spiritual. Because we know that taste is not, is not, not a davar mamashi. It's, it's some kind of an abstract something that it's, it's, it's like you can feel that it's spiritual, a taste. I mean, of course, relative to physicality. And then there is the, 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 the substance of the, the, feel, of, the fruit, of the fruit itself. Okay, the apple. The substance of the apple, or the orange, or the peach, or whatever it is. 
But hey, bebchenas. Now, good. That's number one. You have guf and let's call it guf and neshama. The taste is the neshama. The guf, the body of the banana or whatever it is, is the body, the chaymer of it. In the neshama itself, vaharei bebchenas atam. In the taste itself, yesh beis koychos. There's two koychos in the taste itself. Koyach lekabel shifoi min koych veimaraim. There is the power for it to receive its life force, its flow from the stars. What do you think every vegetable, every strawberry, every, 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 every berry, every fruit, everything has different taste and different flavor? They're coming from the stars. I was now in a place for over a week where I saw billions of stars. And you feel the connection. You feel the connection to heaven, but you also feel the connection to earth. It's like both. Because it's interesting, he says over here that all plants everyone receives their, 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 their taste from the different stars. It's an interesting, yeah, it's, it, it's stars are mash, people think stars, you know, stars are mashpia, tremendous. They're the ones who, who are matzmiach. And it's not, people usually look up to the sky and say, of course, the sky is responsible for growth. The sun, of course, it gives off the heat and without that you, nothing can grow, right? So it's the sun, and all of a sudden we know the moon has an impact on the, on the tides of the, of, the, of the ocean, but it has impact on, on the world. But what is chiddush over here is that the stars, every star has an influence on the vegetation of earth. Shehein, see, science has a lot to explore, explore yet, and to figure out. They haven't even begun to figure out the stars let alone to start identifying which star is connecting to which cucumber <laughs> here in this world. <laughs> like it says, <laughs> from the sweetness of the grains that are, coming, that are impacted by the sun, <laughs> from the sweetness of of what the moon uh, gives forth. <laughs> and so every individual, see what we did have, what we learned in a mimer, if you remember a while ago, years ago, we learned how the stars impact stones, precious gems, all have a sparkle. The sparkle that diamonds and gems and pearls have are misnotates because they're from the stars. That we learned already in Mayimah. But here he says that every koichav prati, every individual star, and we know there are more stars than there are grains of sand on all the beaches of the world, which is enormous a lot, say, yeah? So kol koyachav prati, every individual star, matzmiach esef prati, is matzmiach causes a different uh, plant, a different, a different, a different vegetable, a different grass to grow. So that's number one. So all of that, the power that the that the the, the spiritual power that the which is in the taste, the taste of this plant, of this vegetable has within it a dual, a two parts to it, a dual, dual, dual power. The taste, which is the neshama, has in it two powers. One of it is to receive the taste and its unique chayas, its unique life force from its source. And the other one is to translate that taste, that content, into the physical mamashas of the, of the, of the substance of that vegetable. And it also has a koyach of hashpah, into the body, 
to be mashpia, to influence its influence and its taste in the body of the choymer, of the chumrius, of the substance of this fruit. So it goes higher and higher, meaning to say the star is receiving it from a higher source. And that star also has within it two powers, one to receive and the other one to give on, to pass it on to the, to the plant. That's how it's passing on. So that's the way it is in vegetation. Now it's in animals, it's also the same thing. When you look at a chai, when you look at a cow, or sheep, or anything, it's chayas, which is pnimius and veruchnius, it's more internal life of this animal. It's real chai, it's, real, it's, it's connected to its source. The real internal part of this animal, of the soul of the animal, the nefesh of the animal itself, its internal part is connected to the spiritual source of this animal. What's the spiritual source of the animal? Malachim. Malachim are called It's all the beasts that we have, every single creature. Oh, one of the things I saw, I saw a lot of wildlife. <laughs> one of the things I saw just the other day is just I. I saw the majestic eagle spread its wings and soar over the river where I was. It's so kingly, it's so royal. And you see that this is, belongs in the Markava. You see it's a king, it's just so, just that whole wingspan as it's gliding without any effort, you see the muscles of it. It's like king of the sky, right? So the, but, but it's real chayas, it's real chayas where it's receiving it from. It's from the eagle, the face of the eagle that's in the chariot. So the inner part of it is connected where? To its source. The external part of it is doing what? Is giving life into the physical eagle. The face of the lion, the face of the ox. That he's talking, he's not talking about birds now, he's talking about animals. You know. A lion. As it is known. The face of the lion is the source of all chayas, of all beasts. And the face of the ox is the, is the source of the animal of the behemoth, of, of, of the domestic animals. That's one part of it. it that's the pnimius of the... That's, you, you can say, 90% of the energy, 90%, if we can say, of the energy of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the animal is busy receiving life, not even... And then, let's say 10% of it is, is pumping life into the body. Vachayas shemachayas gufu basar behemoth. And then the chayas that gives life to the goof and, the, and to, the, to, the, to the, the body and the flesh of the animal, that's the external part of this nefesh. So he showed how it is in Tzomeach. Then he went on to chay, and now he's going on to the third element, which is the human. And the human being, it's also the same thing. That shayrish upnimiyas nefesh, the innermost of the soul of the human, Davig is connected to its Ela, to its source. And that's not, not, that's not the only thing about Jews. We're not talking about the Chelek and the Kaimi Mal. Talk about Stam and Nefesh Adam. A soul of a human being has to receive its humans, its, its all of its human powers, its intellect, its, 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 its entire life source. From where? From some spiritual source. Every human being is plugged in to one, one, one level after another level. And it reaches all the way up to the face of the human that's in the chariot. That's the superhuman, so to speak. To receive its chayas. 
And then there is chitzoinius ha-nefesh. Then there is the external part of the nefesh, who That's the influence of the soul that's enlivening the body. So what's giving life to the body is only the minimal part of the nefesh. It's what I mentioned earlier that according to this, the female part of the soul, you hear? According to this, the female part of the soul is much deeper than the masculine side of the soul. The masculine side of the soul is it's kayak to give chayas into the guf. And then it's a makabal first. And most of its energy, its panemius, is to receive as a makabal. And then uh, a diluted something of it is then passed on as a mashpia into the next level. It's an interesting idea. And the same is also holds true about by angels. It says, They receive one from the other. And by angels, what, what do they need chayas for? For what? What, are they, what does angels do? They don't, it's not like they, they don't do physical labor like us. But what they do, what takes an enormous amount of power in them is to be able to sing to God. And the fact that they say kadosh and the depth of understanding and the amount of energy that they emit when they say one time kadosh, it's like a, a volcano erupting. It's like a major tsunami when one angel is saying kadosh. But he has to receive that energy and that vitality. He has to receive the understanding from Sony. And the energy. Both. The power that there is in the angel. To say Kadosh. He's receiving it from above. Like it says. Meaning one upon higher and higher and higher is one level after the other. Shoimer meaning is the guard. One, meaning one malach receives from a higher malach and that malach receives from a higher malach and so on. The gavoyam aleim and even higher upon them. The noisnim gam mishus. So that's one. That's it's the receiving. But every malach is not only a receiver. Every malach is also a transmitter. He's giving. He's transmitting that energy lower. The noisnim gam mishus and they're giving also permission one to the other. This is to another malach that's receiving the chayas from him. And so it is in the general progression of worlds. This is what it says in Eitz Chaim from the Arizal. In Eitz Chaim it says that every hishtalshalos, every chain-like progression of all worlds where things are linked up like a chain one from the other, it's only the chitzonius. What does it mean, the chitzonius? When you look at a chain, look at a chain. See? When you have a link, a chain of, made out of links, only the bottom part of the upper link is entering into the space of the lower link, of the lower part of the chain. The, this bottom part is called the chitzonius. The main part of it, the upper part, is not entering, it's not pervading, it's not, it's not um, uh, entering into the space of the, of, the, of, the, of the recipient. And that's what he means over here. He says, Every hishtalshlus of cause and effect, whom is only the chitzonius of the higher level enters into the lower. Ratzaloimar, meaning to say, that Tzemach Tzedek explains, the order of the way things usually progress is that the chitzonius of the upper level becomes the innermost because what what did we say earlier each one your power to receive from your Rebbe from your source wherever your Rebbe is your teacher the power that you're receiving 
That's your panemius. That's your life source. Then when you're becoming a mashpiyah to teach, you're only teaching in accordance to the makabal, which is a lesser level. Moshe kibal Torah, Moshe is receiving the Torah, that's his panemius. And Masarali Yeshua, he's giving over only his chitzanius. He's giving only his external. Then. So each one. Um, but what was, what was the chitzanius to the, to the upper level becomes the panemius to the lower level. Which is not the innermost of the upper one. Does not go down below to the Tachten. Also stated in Tanya in the end. And over there it says like this. My face you don't see. And this applies not only to one level that God says to Moshe. My face you can't see. This applies to the entire system. The innermost of the upper one cannot descend below. Only is chitzenius. And the back. That's why it says in regards to Torah, for instance, that Torah is only in Sefi Yetzirah. It says it says only noivlois chachma. What does noivlois mean? Noivlois means that when you stand under a a tree and the are and there, are, and there is what you're picking from the tree. When you go pick from a tree, you're picking the, the good fruit. And there is what, the, what drops the, the fruits that fall down on their own, without even, that's called the chitzadius of the tree, the external part of it. And that's what it says, noivlois chachma, the external droppings of chachma, that's Torah. Um, you see from here, that in all creatures and all beings, Yesh pchenas pnimius, there is the pnimius, shuhum aloshin ponim. Pnimius means face. Ayim bezoyer emoid, I've taught the Gimala Pasik bakshu ponai. Okay, so, shepiru, but what's face? Why are you calling pnimius face? It's very gishmak. Because what is the pnimius of something? The pnimius of something is that it's, it's poine, it turns to its source. And that's why a human being that doesn't turn to a teacher is not looking for a mashpia, has no pnimius. Has no premiums. A person who doesn't look for a mashpia, for a teacher, for an influencer, for a source to receive from, is a person without premiums. That's a shallow person. A deep person is always looking for someone to learn from. You're looking, you're learning, you want to learn. Because premiums means poine. Poine means you're turning. The fact that any entity turns to its source to receive chayas from it, it's, it's turning upward. Or a yid, when he davens, that's his panemius. He's turning up to the Ebishter to be makabal chayas. They turn to me. Al tefen, do not turn. Next week's parasha says, by Koyrach, do not turn to his mincha. This is every Every elah that it turns to its elosoi, to its source, that's one thing. And the chitzainius is its hashpa of its shefa lachutz outside. And that's only chitzainius. There you're not giving your primius. The yash bechinamemutzas. Now there has to be a middle entity. There is a part that's receiving, and there's a part, and then there is that which is giving. But there has to be a central point where that's the very, that's the entity itself. There has to be an entity where I'm not receiving, I'm not giving, I'm just being me. This is just who I am. So he says there is a middle entity as well. So you're really going to find three points in every entity. You have A, B, and C. Olive, Bays, and Gil. Bays, it's the essential 
the essence of something itself. Aleph is its power to receive from its source, and Gimel is its kayachashba, to give. V'yash b'chenas memutzas, there is this middle entity, shu b'chenas atzmiyos. This is the etzem of something. Shemachaber beza koiches anal. It attaches these two koiches from receiving and to being a mashpia. V'yash lo'ema, we can say, sheshloisha b'chenas elu, that these three b'chenas hem chabad chagasnihi. Chabad is receiving mode. Chabad is chachma bin adas, the first three spheros. They're all about receiving information, receiving light from above. Netzachod Yesod, they're called the legs. They're all about being mashpia. Netzachod Yesod is about giving, being mashpia. And the etzem of the level itself, that's the chagas, that's the experience itself. That's what emotions are. My excitement, my experience of it itself. Chabad is not me. Chabad is my information I'm receiving. And the whole point of Chabad is that you silence yourself and you let the information in. The whole point of Netzachoyed Yesoid is to give, but where is the experience of how, how, how I feel? That's the chesed, Gevurit Teferis. That's the, I'm, I'm excited, I love, I fear, that's me. That's the S, right? Sharchovov, Perikal, And this can also be, that in every Kaili, Yesh in Arizal, it's discussed that every vessel, every container, which means every recipient, and ultimately everything is a keli, has three bechinos, pnimi, the inside of the vessel, emtsoi, the middle of the vessel, and the chitzon, the external. So the chitzon is its relationship to the outside. Pnimi is its relationship to its source. And the middle is it itself. Shasimonem seiser. Soif, toich, and roish. Soif means the end. Toich is Inside Rosh. The Gimel Koychois Elu and these three Koychois, Hemchenes Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. It's interesting the order that they're set up in, however. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, these are these three elements that there is, which is one to receive, the other to give, and the other one is the essence of it. So what's Avram? So Avram is for sure, hands down, the one that's giving. Avram is the Mashpia. Avram is the ultimate teacher and giver and Influence. Ki Avram b'chenas chesed. Avram is chesed umayim. Sheyordim umayla. They stand down. Hu b'chenas koyach Is the power to be mashpia outward. And that's what Avram was done, doing all of his life. He was being mashpia outward. He was influencing to the masses. Yitzchak. Total opposite of Avram. Yitzchak, you never... Avram was always sitting under the tent and teaching people. He had a big audience. Yitzchak was never to be found. Where was he? Under a tree with his eyes closed deep in Vegas. He was cleaving to God. He was lifting up the entire creation in his yearning to be consumed in God's light. So Yitzchak is the one who is pnimius. Yitzchak is reaching to its source. The Yitzchak pchenas eish is fire. Shetivay lalo. He says nature is to go up. That's why Yitzchak went on. He went up. He's an oila. We learned in a mimer a few weeks ago that by Yaakov it says lech lecha. Everything is lech. Go. And by Yitzchak it's vahaleyu. The opposite of Lech. Lech is to go, and here is Lahaleyu, bring him up. And Yaakov is the Ferris. The Ferris is the middle. It's the middle bar. He has the proper balance of both of them together. Okay, so this is all generally the idea of the way Hashpa always works. How does Hashpa always works? That whichever mashpia you have, whatever influence you have, what is he mashpia? Only his chitzah ideas, not his pinimis.
until you say l'chayim. And when you say l'chayim, everything changes. This is the idea of that wine. Brings joy to the heart of man. Piddish. Usually the rule is that what part of your nefesh is being mashpia into your body, is your body experiencing only the most external part of your nefesh. So you're operating on the, on the, on the, uh, on the extra excessive light, but the real internal energy of the nefesh is not really pumping in the veins of the body and your blood vessels. It's, out, it's above you, it's not inside of you. But what wine does is that it takes your panemius, it takes the panemius anafish, that's in a state of Kabbalah to its source, and that, it's megala that, it pulls that down into the body. In other words, it reveals a much higher darga of your nefesh in you. And that's why what happens, you drink wine, you're, if a person drinks the right, knows how to drink, it drinks the right amount, it sharpens your mind, it deepens your emotions. You love with a far powerful, passionate energy. And you hate with a much stronger energy when a person drinks wine and he sees his enemy. He hates him with passion and with fervor, with the depth of what wine does, because wine brings depth out. So whatever the depth of the soul is, wine makes you sharper in your mind. And wine, the cloud, brings revelation, secrets, things that you'll keep hidden, sequestered. In, in general, what it does is it opens you up. It takes you out of tzimtzum, but it takes the deeper human being to the surface. And the reason why wine does that, because that's the secret of wine itself. Because wine itself is concealed in the grape. And you take it out, you squeeze it out from the grape. So it's a soid, it's a secret that's being revealed. That's why it's the same nature. To be ma'orer, to, to evoke Giloy, a revelation of the hell, of what is concealed. And that's why when you drink wine, people become red from a lot of alcohol. Eyes become red, face becomes red. Why? Red is a sign of chayas. And what it means over here is there is extra chayas, excessive life now pumping in the person. Can you explain it like this? Very scientifically. The nefesh. The vivifying soul is enclosed in the blood. But usually, only the external part of the soul is enclosed in the blood. Since the wine brings out the panemius, so it reveals the panemius anafesh by bringing forth, now I don't know exactly what alcohol does to the blood, but what it does is somehow it opens up the the. the, the, the it speeds the flow, so it, it reveals panemius adam, the innermost, the inner gush of the blood. Obviously, drinking wine is a physical action. Since it's a, because he's, he's going to explain, how can a physical action reveal more of your soul? So the answer is, because when it, the wine has an impact on your blood, it causes the blood to go quicker or whatever it is. So by doing that, it reveals the panemius of your blood, by pulling forth the panemius of your blood, since the nefesh is in the blood, so it's panemius. A nefesh is being, yeah, the innermost hachiyunis. Hamalubesha is panemius adam. That's enclosed in the panemius of the blood. Ach. If you drink too much wine, you fall asleep. Why? 
Because you're activating too much and the body's not a keli. So now the keli cannot receive. This abundant of life. Too much pnimius, too much energy for the keli to handle. So the keli shuts down and the person falls asleep. So you have to have the right balance. So now we'll understand the whole idea of pouring wine on the Mizbeach. This makes it so beautiful. Because when you look at all of creation, creation is the body. The world is the body. And God is the soul. Usually what part of God interacts with the world? Only the chitzainius of the Ebeshtiz Or comes into the, cosmos, into, into the world. Into all the Olamites, into all the spiritual worlds, and then later translating into the physical world. Only the most external part of God's light enters into where? Only the most external part of the Abishta's light enters into, into, the, into the creation. That's all. But when you pour wine, what do you do in the Mizbeach? What do you do when you pour wine in the Beis Amigdash? You cause a revelation of the Pneumius of the Abishta's light. Just like wine reveals your soul more in your body, the pouring in the Besamigdash of the wine brings more his galus of, of Elokus, of the Abishter into the world, and causes expansiveness and simcha in all Olamites, in all worlds. Because everything goes out of its constrictions and its, and its limitations. Everything opens up, everything expands. And that's why the whole point of a carbon is to pour the wine. Because the carbon itself is just a trigger, it's just a stimulate. And he's going to explain Bechlal. Carbonists are called bread. Why are they called bread? What does bread do? What does food do? Without food, you can't live. Because the soul is going to leave the body without food. So food creates a connection between body and soul. So, but which connection of body and soul does the food, does the food, what kind of connection of body and soul? Ordinary connection. What's the ordinary connection of body and soul? Chitzanius and because panemius and nefesh, the inner part of the soul never comes in the body. So when, so he's explaining like this, karbanis, when we offer karbanis to the Abishta, what are we doing? When we're offering karbanis, we're causing God to be connected to the world. That's why it's called bread. Because without a karban, there is a disconnect. Hashem would float away. The world would float away from Hashem and it would become disconnected. The world would be lifeless. Today's days, we do, we do, we do davening. It's the davening that keeps it. But we need a karban. Without karbanis, Everything, because the keli and the urk need to be kept together. The light and the vessels need to be kept together, only through a carbon. But what kind of life comes into the world through a carbon? Only the chitzonius of the chayas, not the pneumius. By the pouring of the wine, you bring the pneumius. That's the chiddush of the nesachim. Let's see. And now we'll come to explain the reason. Shakabonis nikolechem amachum. The carbonos are called bread and they're called food. The effect of food. To attach the life of the soul with the body. And even though the power of the soul itself. He's asking a simple question. Why do I have to eat food? The nefesh, the soul, has power to enliven the body just as it is, without any food. Because he says, Yes, the nefesh has its power to enliven the body, but it will not affect its effect. Like you see, a person can starve to death. There's no food, the body. Like it says, 
the lechem, levav enoish yisod. And bread, the heart of a human being, yisod, it strengthens the heart. Uksiv, it says, vesadu lipchem. And it gives a beautiful explanation of how bread works. I am a pirish rashi. Rashi says, pirish alechem soyed. Bread is soyed. Soyed means it, it satiates. But he explains deeper, it assists. Sad means assist. Umayla esalev lekabal achayos what really is like this, what's going on is like this. There's two levels of energy in a human being. There is the brain. Now, the soul resides, touches down on the brain. In the moya, in the moichen. That's where the soul touches down. But that kind of chayas is very spiritual. It's not physical, earthy life. It's more abstract chayas that's sitting in there in the brain. In order for it to take on a very physical force of an engine to keep the body moving, for that you need the heart, because the heart pumps the blood. That's what makes it all, that turns the motor on, the physical motor. That's like the, the brain is like the computer, but then you need a motor to motorize the body. Now is like this. So you got the, the, the neshama resides in the brain like this, but the heart has to now connect up there. Now in order for the heart, the moyach and the leif to connect, Hear this. In order for the mayach and the leiftenet, the heart needs to be strong and, and it has to have a, 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 some powerful something that's pick, raising the heart up towards the, towards the mayachem. In other words, the heart has to have a gravity. It has to pull. And only when the heart pulls, has a gravitational pull, does it, does it pull the chayas down from the mayach into the heart. Without the food, the heart loses, becomes weak and weak and weak. It doesn't have its ability to pull, to pull life. It's like a person who's, you know, you see when a person is alive in Basimcha, they have gravity. They pull good things to them. People come and talk to them. Opportunities come. This one brings in this, this one brings in that. All kinds of things happen. When a person becomes lifeless and dead inside, then no one notices them. They, 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 they don't have this. Every human being has a certain gravity. You pull people. You pull, you pull bracha to you. You pull in yanim to you. You cause, you cause uh, but, but you have to have a, you have to, you have to have koyach for that. A human being has a certain, you say someone, when, that's the idea you say, especially with someone who has um, people that have a, a charisma. That's even more of, a, of an extra pull. But it's deeply connected to simcha, to joy. To, it, it creates, when you're happy, you pull good things to you. You're pulling things. You're, 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 you're. Now the heart has to have that gravitational pull to be alive, to pull the moichen down, the brain. The bread gives it, gives it that because it's the, it's the nutrients that it absorbs from the bread that strengthen the heart. And give it, read it over here. That he says, "Pidish, kisad hu inyan samach, samach." To support her. Bread supports the heart. But the way it works is like this. You take food. And you have to have your stomach has to work first. The food has to, the food does not bring life until the first it has to be processed. The stomach, the digestive system, bits to mucha. In the, in, the, in the digestion. The external part of the food, gets exits, gets rejected outside. And then it goes through the stomach. 
um, through through the digestive order lechutz outside. And the best of the food, oil lelev goes up to the heart, ulemoyach and up to the brain. There has to be a give and take. The, 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 the heart has to send up energy up to the moach from the food, and then the food, then the moach responds, and it sends life down lelev to the heart, to all the limbs. So the same will also be understood above. The Hinek Siv, it says like this. God is like a big soul, a super soul. And that he's the life force of all the world. Is the same like the chayas of the nefesh in the guf. There is the internal part and the chitzayinus. The achibor. And the attachment, even the most minimal attachment, which is the chitzainiyas, just to keep the external, just to keep the, 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 the world working, the oceans, waves crashing, the clouds, the air, the winds blowing, the clouds in the sky, the rain systems, the, the everything, <laughs> for everything to work, the galaxies moving and turning. All this, chayas has to be. There has to be bread. And that's why the Beis Hamikdash was so important. Because the Beis Hamikdash was where the eating took place. The Beis Hamikdash is called the heart of the world. And when you, when, 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 when you offered a carbon, the cosmic heart became stronger. And it was able to pull life down from the cosmic brain, from God's, from Moichen. And it was keeping heart and mind together. So this is the idea of the carbonos, and, and the food. So, no, is the carbonus in general. What happens? Just, and it works exactly like food. Food can't be just brought into the brain. It needs to be purified first. So, it's the same thing. Above, it's the same thing. The armalachim that are called the divine kishkis. The whole cosmos. And what they do is they clean all the things. Every time we take a spark of holiness, take an animal, and we lift it up, there's a lot of junk there. So it goes, gets, goes up to the malachim, and their job is to clean it out. They take the external parts of it and they push it out. They take the panemius of this thing and they elevate it higher and higher. Oh, my insides, Hashem Kacha, His holy name. My stomach is, what is that? Sheyesh malachim, the are malachim, Sheyem Chenesenayim. There are angels that are called, God, are called eyes, Enei Hashem, the eyes of God. Vyash Chenesenayim, and then there are Malachim that are called ears, Vyashbachinas Kravayim, and then there are Malachim that are called Kravayim. Shayim Amavaradim, they clean. Shapsailas nitchiduchutz. The external goes out. Shubchinas Ashpachitzainis, which is external. Shayorid biribu yishtalshulis, and that goes down. Achematzmiach kol chatzir vitvua. Till it gives vegetation, it makes things grow. Fine, that's the chitzainis. Kamashakasama megitvua shamish. But the internal element of what's going up. And the best of that energy rises to the heart. The the throne of God, that's called the heart of all the cosmos. And it's, yeah, it's coming up back into the Kisayakavit. And in the Kisayakavit, who clings over there? What clings in the Kisayakavit? Myriads of malachim. 
are all attached, the powerful beings. Machna Michal Ba'ava, Machna Michal with love, or Machna Gavriel in the camp of Gavriel, Beira with fear. And what happens is when you take one ox and you offer it on the Mizbeach, that energy, when it starts rising up, up, by the time it hits the Kisa Yaakovit, it's this powerful surge of Chayas that strengthens all the Malachim that are in the Kisa Yaakovit to long to their source. That's like the support that's going to the heart for it to rise up towards the brain. Asha Beklala, Mikra Lev, all of them are called together the heart. Shayadei Akarbanis, through the Karbanis, Minat Bakar and Minat Soin, from cattle and from sheep. Soyeda Leva Elyon, the supernal heart, gets support. It gets simply stronger. This, the Kisei covet gets stronger. For it to go up. To receive Chayas from the Moyach. That's what it means, a pleasant smell to Havaya. The, the Behema goes up in the face of the ox. And it says, and then the Chayas rise, they pick up the throne. And that's why, and this is what he explains, the Beis Amigdash is called Simchas Liboy, the joy of his heart. That's the end of Masechtas Tainas. So it says, that's the building of the Beis Amigdash. Because even though that's the physical Beis Amigdash, and here we're talking about the Kisei HaKovet, which is the heart, which is the up there, but the, they're, they're, they're connected. It says Macha in the Shiftacha that your your seat that down here it's a it's it's aligned with your seat up there. Machavin neged shebetoichze beis amigdash shalemayla vuubchenas kisya kavod. That's the kisya kavod. Kmo shikaz beitzchaim shar kisya kavod. That's the beis amigdash. Vayim bezayir chadash gimel shalach kufsa machal beis dekri kodesh akadosh. V'tamon il libar sharia, and that's where the heart is. Vaydei akarban through the carbon nasa hala. And the carbon causes a halah, an elevation, for the kisya kavit to receive from chachma, chachmila, uh, all the way up from chachmila. That's the moach, and even higher and higher from all the way to the ein sof. We turned over the page. This is the idea of the carbonis. This is all elevation, and that's why it's called food. This is what attaches this connection that there should be an attachment between God and the life force. It should go down into the world. What do you need? You need to strengthen the heart to be strong, to be able to go up, to be so that God can continue enlivening the world. Okay. That is the that was the carbon. But that's the significance now of the wine. And then But till now, what, what does it keep, what kind of connection between God and the world is, 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 is established? A chitzoniistic connection. Because it's only, just like any soul, the soul gives life to the body. We said earlier, only the external part, even when you eat, you eat and eat, what happens? The soul gives life to the body, but only the external part of the soul. Not the internal. But when you drink wine, it opens up the inner soul. So that's the idea. <laughs> Not that it says, <laughs> They can't see my face. 
Nevertheless, you should have your not the Mamalakalaman, the indwelling light of God that which fills the world is the Chitzonius. Here we want the Soiviv Kolal. That which is usually it's called Soiviv because it's usually hidden. That's why it's called wine that brings joy to Elohim. Because you're drawing down from up down. So now that Tzemach Tzadik clarifies this very Gishmak in this, in this, in this Ha'ara, in, in these parentheses. It seems like the difference between the Nezevach, the Korban, and the Nesachim, and the Loibation are two things. number one, First of all, the Korban is Halah, is upward. Halah, upward. Why? Because that's what a Korban does. You see, you see, we're taking something from a lower state, we're bringing it higher. It's like bread. And this that we say that it makes the heart, supports the heart. It's also an Indian of Allah. Bread, when you eat bread, is not a hamshacha. It's not drawing down. It's helping your heart rise upward to have that gravity to be able to pull life from. It's elevating the heart to be able to receive life from the moach, from the brain. Habay is number two. That's number one. It's Allah. Number two, even this Allah, through bread, is the general attachment of the soul to the body. If not for the bread, the soul would go away from the body. It would not have been re- drawn down and revealed. Even the external part, there would be no connection. And through the bread, this is the attachment and the expansion of chayas and life force from the neshama into the body. Even with all of this, it doesn't affect at all the panemius of the life force. It's only the chitzonius. It's only the external. The, the panemius remains It remains hidden in the body. What is revealed is only the chitzonius. Wine brings joy. And it draws down the revelation of the internal part of the soul. The same is also in the metaphor as we apply it to God. Above. Truth through every carbon, you're sending up this energy up, 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 up into the supernal heart, which is the Kiseyakovit, to the point that the beasts that are in the Kiseyakovit can now elevate the throne, elevate the heart. Soyed, Soyed Alev. Halos Liba, to elevate the heart, to receive from the brain. Umezenim Shechan from this is drawn, that you should enliven everybody, because the brain responds, gives life into the heart, and the heart pumps it down all the way to the toes. Goes down to all the limbs. So the same is also above. But nevertheless, the innermost of the life, of the supernal life, is hidden. And the revelation is only the chitzainius. In order that there should be giloy of the panemius, this is dafka when you pour the libations. 
Now you're making Amshach. Vigam Giluya Two things. Number one, it's Hamshacha, not Hala. Meaning it's drawing down, not elevating. That's number one, libation. You're pouring the wine, not elevating. The wine is liquid, it's going down, not going up. Number two, what liquid is it? Wine. What does wine do? Wine brings the innermost to revelation. We can even add more, he says, based on what it says in Eitz Chaim, Sharlam Ates, Trushei. So it says another Indian. It says, the art times when atachten Usually, whenever there is a makabal, whenever there is a teacher and a student, the student is only ascending to receive the external of his teacher, not the pnimius. But it says in Eitz Chaim, the art times when the makabal rises and it takes even the pnimius. She's able to rise to take the pnimius of the one above. Then she's mamish the same like him. Ayin Shah. It says over there, there are times when the, when the Shekhinah Malchus is on the same level as the Erabim. And they stand Shavah B'Shavah. They stand mamish equal. I don't remember when. At certain times when they're. And this that it says in Eitz Chaim. I, this seems to contradict the rule that we said that the innermost of the higher never reveals itself to the lower. That's in a manner of descending. But by bringing the one from the bottom up, he's explained there's a difference in Aliyah or in Yerida. Yerida means you stay on your level and I'm going to come down to you. That is only the chitzonius. It's only external, not pnimis. However, in the level of aliyah, however, when, 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 when the lower one is going up to receive, that could sometimes be that it's going up two notches. It's going up to receive from the chitzonius of the one above, and it's going up even higher to receive the pnimis of the one that's above. We can say over here, that carbonis also can be super powerful. And elevating. Sometimes when the highest elevate the kisei, the aliyah can also be so high. Sometimes someone is bringing the carbon with such energy, with such daliba. Someone is bringing the carbon with such simcha, with such devotion, that he's rising with this carbon a high, high, high. He's mamish like a slingshot. He shoots that thing up unbelievably high. It's however only in a level of aliyah. From down up, for the pnimius of the alien to reveal itself. Only through the nesachim can that ever happen. That the pnimius of the one above reveals himself below. That's the idea. Yayin is bring simcha to Elokim. What is Elokim? Elokim is the power that makes all the contractions and the limitations and the boundaries and all the all the all the all the all the lack all the all the constrictions. That's Elokim. When when you bring in the wine, the wine opens up all these constrictions. In all these dark constricted crevices, it brings in the great light from the Pneumius and it brings simcha and openness. And that's the idea 
the concealment that comes from the name of Elohim, it should not conceal the yastir and hide. There should be gilu of pnimius below. That's why for every carbon there had to be libations. The main point of every aliyah is to draw Hashem, because the main purpose is dira betachtoinim. So the main point is not ascending up, the main point is channeling down. So, and that happens through Nesach. That's why the main kavan of every karman is dafka through the Nesach. This is what the sages say. Let's finish up quickly. The last paragraph. If you say Kriya Shema without Tvilin, it's like you brought an Oila without the libation, without the Mincha, which is the Nesach. It's without Nesach. Karban is not worth anything. Without a mincha nesachim, you weren't mamshech anything. You elevated, but you didn't draw anything down. But he, now, parentheses, the Tzemach Tzedek asks a question. There's a shtikl shayla, a question. On the Rambam and the Rav. According to this, there's no value at all to a karban without, without libations. Now the Rambam says, however, and so brings the Rav, the Bartanura, the ain't Allah Reb Shimon. The Allah is not like Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon Taka holds this. Reb Shimon says, if you don't have, if you don't have Nesachim, you don't bring the Karban. But, but the Rambam says, Allah is not like Reb Shimon. If they had a lot of Parim, they didn't have Nesachim. Reb Shimon says you bring only one par. Because Reb Shimon says you keep the, 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 the animals equivalent to the Nesachim. But the Ramam says you don't pass in that way. You shouldn't offer them all without Nesachim. Okay, so that's why it's a kasha. Based on what we're saying now, what's the value of it? I didn't look this up, so I don't know. So what is the Mincha and the Nesachim? So first of all, we said at the beginning that Nesachim is wine, but it's not only wine. It's flour mixed with oil. With every carbon, they had in addition to the animal, flour mixed with oil and wine. Why? What are all, wine we understand, but what are the others? Why? Because We said earlier, you're bringing down the panemius. What's the panemius of every level? The, the Chabad is the panemius because that's the part that's taking from higher. And that's the three things that there are. Isn't this gewaldig? Flour, oil, and wine, that's chachma binadas. The oil is the chachma. And the wine is bina. And the chita, the, the, the flour, that's das. Das. Das is related to flour, to, to, to chita. It begins first, first it's shemen. Shemen, oil, that's chachma. Because I'll say, you're looking for a smart woman, you went to a place where there was a lot of oil. Shemen, shetzaf al That's why the, whenever you take wine and you put oil on it, the oil rises to the top. Because chachma is higher than bina. So it goes to the top. Vegam, another very interesting thing. Every single thing has oil. Everything has oil. 
you can take out oil from everything. Earth, you can take out oil from. And then you have every vegetable, vegetable oil. Everything can have oil. Oil is in everything. Why is oil in everything? Because Hashem created everything with chachma. Kula So there is an element of shemen in every Indian. And even from stones. So that's why there is chachman, there's a nekuda of chachma and everything. So there's shemen and everything. So that's chachma. That comes after the carbon, you hear? Because the carbon goes up to stimulate, to cause an aliyah. But now we have to have a hamshacha, we have to draw down. And what are you trying to draw down? The panemius. Not some. Okay, the carbon itself, once it strengthens the heart, it already brings down life. But only the external life. You want to get the panemius. And what's the panemius of everything? The chachma binadas is the panemius. Remember we said earlier, the chabad is the higher part. The netzachod yesod is the lower part. And the solas, the flower, is das. How do you know that? Kamayim Rezal, the sages say, Eina a child does not know how to call father until he tastes the taste of grains. That means you're, you're looking for, as you see, that's an etzadas. As I'll say, what was the etzadas? Chita. It was a wheat. Uh, and then you have the, the pouring, which is the wine. Hupchenas bina. It's the bina. But I don't understand then, how come doesn't explain it over here. How come the flour and the oil gets burnt on the fire? Which is again an Indian of Aliyah. Only the wine gets poured down, down, down. So the flour and the oil join the animal in the fire. So I'm not sure about that. And if you did not offer that, you weren't mamshach anything. You didn't draw anything down. We said earlier, that's the Pneumius. That's the whole Kavana, that you should have Giloy, a revelation of the Pneumius down here below. And that's why Chazal say, if you read Kriya Shema without Tefillin, you have the same problem. What's Kriya Shema? Kriya Shema is you're ascending, you're melting into Echad. What's Tefillin? Tefillin is to be Mamshech that in the Gashmias of the world. Because what's Tefillin? You're riding a chod on a physical hide of an animal. It's the soul ascending upwards, the same like a korban. It's like sprink- Kriya Shema is like sprinkling blood on the Mizbeach. You're throwing your life up to the Ebeshter. It's an elevation. Tfilin, what's Tfilin? Hamshachas echad. To take that echad and draw it down ala klaf gashmi on a physical parchment. Ubaloit filin, without filin, that means you're only sending energy up, but you're not drawing the abister down. Shalohim shechklum kiyam Allah, kiyilu hikrav oila beloy mincha vadaila mevin. That's, by the way, the reason why this parsha is this parsha of Nesachim is in parsha shalach. Because what was the chet of the maraglim? Exactly the same thing. They wanted to stay in the midbar. They wanted to stay in a halal state. They, they weren't interested in the avoid of Amshacha of bringing God down into the land, into the land of Israel, drawing Hashem down ba'aretz in the land. Moshe Rabbeinu understood so much the value of it. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted everything to give up just that he can do a mitzvah and bring down bekerah ba'aretz in the land. 
the idea of the nisuch was that they poured it into these nostrils. The yarid that went down all the way to the tahayim. Who it went down to the subterranean waters. When they poured the wine into the hole, it went down, 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 down. It went down through the mizbeach into the earth. David Melech made a hole and it went all the way, all the way, all the way down to the subterranean waters. I don't know how many miles down. It went hit to the deepest places. So what's the idea? When you're reaching, what are you trying to reach? The under the waters that are beneath the earth. Because you're really going to make a tikkun now at the, at the problem that was started at the very, very beginnings, beginnings, beginnings of creation. When God made the firmament and he split the, split the waters, that's when he created the whole great continental divide. The Abishter split between the Elyonim and the Tachtonim, the great disconnect that there is in all of existence between creator and creation had to do with the splitting of those waters. Between the upper waters that remain attached to Hashem. To the lower waters. First everything was only water. All water was only spiritual. He explains with it that it wasn't physical water. So you see that the water was, that had the Ruach HaLakim on it, it wasn't physical water. All it was was Ruchnius, the water. It was the world, the worlds were flooded in divine wisdom. It is known in the three stages of Ur Mayim Rakia. That Ur, I think, is Keser, Mayim is Chachma, Rakia is Bina. They don't have a, don't have a color. So that's still, it's very, very, it's a very, very abstract state. And, and we know that Chachma is Metair, purifies. And Mikveh, water. And, and that's all showing the quality of water, how high it was. That's until God threw the water down. When he split between the water and the lower waters, the, the, the upper waters became more spiritual. They became even more because they didn't have because they, the Mayim Tachtainim that were with them, the potential for this to be low water was blocking them from being their fully highest. Yeah. The lower waters, Nizgashmo became physical. Liyazmayim gashmiyim, to become physical water. Kemashal, it's like the mashal chavish al It's like the mashal of a barrel of wine. Kishu mu'reves imashmarim, when you have a wine barrel, and the wine barrel is mixed with sediments. Enayayin salu, the wine is not clean. Vashmarim enem gasim kolkach, and the shmarim and the sediments are not so dirty because they're mixed with wine. But when you separate the two, so the dregs are real dregs, and the wine is real pure wine. The wine becomes very clean, crisp. And the dregs become very coarse. So too is before the separation, all a mix of water. And after the separation, the supernal war, the spiritual waters went up in the ruchnias. And the lower waters became very physical. And the third day, Now, Hashem, on Tuesday, Hashem even pushed the waters even lower. 
Mitachas Hashemayim Amokim Echad. Hashem gathered all the waters into one place. We think it's the, the Pacific, the ocean. No, it's really Hashem gathered all deep underneath the, the earth. And only, uh, only the tip of the iceberg is out on the top. Uh, they became even more separated from the source. They went underneath the surface of the earth, the waters. Hashem yelled at them. Yelling at them means what? Rejection. He distanced them. Even more gavurais, betzrichem bitter, and now they oh, now, but they they need rectification. They want rectification. They're crying. They want to come back close, but there's a lot of klipa there. There's a lot of garbage. A lot of junk over there. Betzrichem bitter. They need to be purified. Why they neviyasametachas laaretz? When the waters from the that are beneath the earth fight their way through the veins, gidea aretz. It's called the veins of the earth. They make their way through the dirt. The dirt actually acts as a filter. The time the water breaks through on the top of the surface, it's clean water. You know, the water that's underneath, under the earth, is toxic water, as it is deep underneath the earth. But when it protrudes through the earth, when it comes out, it's mayim chayim. It's the most. It's it's filtered, but filtered to the point it's a different water. And it's such good water that even a tiny little bit is matar and a mikvah. You don't even need 40 sa'a in that water. It's the most potent water. They become clean. Same for renida. Rezava or rezava. They need to have mayim chayim. Chayim amr rezal. Chayim chayim is water. Mayon matar b'chol shuhu. Mayon. You hear mayon? Mayon. Mayon. It says over here, Mayan metaher b'chol shuhu. Even a little bit Mayan metaher. It makes tahara on the whole thing. This is the idea of the Nesachim. This is the whole point of the Nesachim. They poured wine and it went down to the Tahoim. Because what's the point? Those Tahoim waters, those deep waters, the subterranean waters need to go back up and connect. But they don't have koach to go up. The only way they have koach to go up is they need a compliment from above. They need someone to give them a, pesach, a koach, to tell them a, pesach, a good word, to give them a pesach, inspiration. So the Abishter, well, what's, you take the wine, which is the bina, and you send it down, 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 down. Not only you bring light into, not only, we said before, what does wine do? The poor, it brings mesameach elokim. It, it brings joy into the places of elokim, the places of constrictions. Now, the, the ones that are in the deepest, most constricted place are these Nebuchadnezzar waters that are pushed, that are deep below the waters. You want to bring Misameach Elohim, you want to bring joy to a dark place. How dark? You want to go to the, de- <coughs> deepest, uh, the deepest under earth caverns where the deep waters are down there and bring Gili. Inform them about the Abish there. That's what the wine does. It informs them about the Abish giving them the koyach to fight their way. In other words, they'll have to fight their way through the tahayim to get back mayim b'mayim, for the waters to be connected. But they first need inspiration to want to do that. And what's the inspiration to want to do that, to trigger them? That's the sarusa d'le'ela, that you bring down from the... And that's the idea. It went down to the Through the gilu of the pnimius, it's such a powerful gilu, it's like when a person is in a very, very state, a state of gilui, 
they reveal things to everybody. Usually, they, this person they will never speak, they'll never reveal, even to that person. Even to a person they usually would not um, share some deep thoughts, they'll share it with that person too. That's the point. Because of the Gilui Pchenes Primus, Yoreda Amshacha Gamla Mata Mata, so, so low, the Noistem Behem Koyach, and gives even them Koyach Lias Yechoylem Gam Heim, that's the point, Gam Heim, Lalis Bekoydesh. Even these lower waters to go up Bekoydesh. Vezau Bakoydesh Haseich Nesach. You bring the, I don't know what he means by that, maybe. You bring Bakoydesh, Vanisachu Biyayan Dafka. And the Nisach is in Yayan. Because there's a rule in Kabbalah that we've mentioned many times that gavura can that the low, low falling gavuras that are low can only be sweetened in their source. In the source in Bina, the point of gavura over there is not gavura. It's not holding. It's not darkness. The point of gavura in its source is tagburis achayas, giving with a lot of intensity. It's intensity. It's giving with intensity. It's only by the time it gets down, 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 it becomes. It becomes the regular gavura, dinim and, and trouble and murky waters. In order to clean it, you have to touch it back up with its source of gavura, with the wine of there. From there, dinim come from, but there it's still in a very, very holy, good place. And from there, you mamshech. That's the last concluding thought of the Maimer. The reason why there's a difference in how much wine you pour. For a sheep, you pour a quarter of a revias ahin, a quarter of a measure of a hin. For a ram, you pour a shlishes ahin, a third of a hin. And for a par, you do a chatzi ahin, a half a hin. So why these different measurements? He says, K'moshikasav chatzi ahin yeh par, u shlishes ahin and a third of a hin la'ayal. Hainu. Fisham shachul ufi erachahala. What's happening really over here is like this. Think about it. You first sent up an animal upward. Here, follow along. You go, you send an animal up, that's the halal. You're raising something up. Then you're causing hamshacha to come down. Two hamshachas, follow. One is the regular hamshacha that comes just like the bread. It's mamshach, a little bit of life. Then you bring the wine in, you bring gala the panemius. And that goes down, 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 and that enables halal from the lower things, from the lowest things. Now, first you do halal to bring a hamshacha. And then this hamshacha is going to go down even to lower places, to enable even a higher hamshacha. I'm sorry, hala. That even something lower should go back up. It's a constantly, basically what we're busy doing the whole time. What are we busy doing? Hamshacha hala. Drawing down to help the assist for the low things to go up and then drawing back down. It's, it's a cycle. Now, the rule is, in equivalence to how much the Yisarusa de Tata was, the arousal from below, that's how much Yisarusa de Leela there is. A par is a big animal. It's going to bring a big hamshah. Now, why? It's not because so much the size of the animal. He says because a par is mamish, part of the pnei shor, should the Merkava. The ox in the Merkava and the chariot is an ox. A sheep and a goat or a, or a, or a ram, it's a subcategory. It's not the pnei shor. Now, even though the shor, the ox that's in the chariot, is the mother for all domestic animals, ox and um, um, sheep... I'm sorry, um, cows and kvasim, elem, and all the different things. But being that they're subcategories, so when they're elevated, it's not considered that you're elevating the essence of the peneshar, of the face of the ox. You're elevating only a sub-element of it, not it. 
But when you're taking a cow, then you're elevating the nefesh of the Pnei Shor itself. It's a higher halah. Here's the rule. It's a higher halah. And since it's a higher halah, always in accordance to the halah, you're raising up. And equivalent to that is the hamshacha, is the flow down. So the wine, the giluya pnimius that's going to come, is going to be more in that case. That's what he's explaining. comes down with more. And then as a result of that, the more wine you have pouring down into the shitin, you're able to elevate more, more lower elements and more people and more things that are disconnected, more mayan tachtoinim. You're able to illuminate, I'm sorry, and to enlighten places that are more dinim, more judgment. They're not the essence of the Pneshor. It doesn't have the same power and it can't, be, it can't elevate, it can't bring to an elevation of since the Amsh. That's why Chazal says, Always eating more than Shtia. What is the rule? What does that mean? What is eating? Eating is elevating. What is drinking? Drawing down. Eating always more than drinking. What you're elevating is more than what you're pulling down. Chazal phrase it in this phrase. There isn't a drop coming down from above. There has to be two drops coming up from below for one drop to come down. Here's a very gishmaka ending. I didn't, get, I didn't have any svarim with me, so I couldn't check this up. And I'm mamish coming right out of the car now today after seven, eight hours, about eight hours of driving. And I came here straight. Didn't even, they dropped me off. I don't even have a car here. Just dropped off, jumped out to give the shear. <laughs> So it says, "Vegam yetzach yekev chotzev boy." So on that pasuk, Chazal said, "I don't know where that pasuk comes from." Elo ashitin. These are the shitin that are yekev. Vegam yekev chotzev boy. Chotzev means he excavated. Yekev a yekev. Yekev means a wine, uh, a wine, a wine hole, a winery. Yeah. So, ubemoira oir ois yod. So he says, "What's the idea of yekev?" Here's his gavalding in it. Sifchav gimon the pidish yekev. Yichud Shemus Havaya Lokim. Yekev, which means wine, is, is the gematria of Havaya and Elokim together. Havaya is 26, Elokim is 86. 86 and 26 is 112. Zach gematria of Yekev. Yekev is Havaya and Elokim. Shu gematria Yekev. Vahayno. What's the pshat? So now we understand why. And that's the idea of the pouring of the wine. Why? Why, why, why? Here's what's going on. When God, what's the whole point of pouring in the wine? You want to you reach the lower waters, which have fallen deep, deep below, become disconnected, meaning they have been impacted throughout. What caused this separation that through the lower waters, the, the immense tzimtzumim and blockages that God put partitions, that's the rakia. That's the name of Elohim. The rakia that separated and threw the lower waters below. How long, however, are the lower waters below? Only when the name of Elohim is standing rigidly blocking Havaya. But when you pour wine, what are you doing? 
you're bringing reach nichoyach lahavaya. You're bringing the light of Avaya down into Elohim. You're bringing expansive consciousness, higher revelation into Elohim. Where does it reach all the way down to? To what? To the, the things that are the most impacted by Shem Elohim. What's the most impacted by the Shem? By the lower waters. So what you're doing is you're causing a Yichud, Havaya and Elohim. That's the whole point of pouring in these wines. That's what Yaakov is. Yaakov is Gematria. The Havaya and Elohim together, because you're bringing Havaya into Elohim and you're bringing that down to the lower waters. So that's the Anuki Arakiya, Mavdul Baymaim Lamaim Ushem Elohim. That's the name of Elohim. Al Derech Kishemesh Umagain. Havaya Elohim. The Elohim is considered a Magain. It's blocking Havaya. Ubinisachim Ksiv, Hasech Nesech Sheikhar La Havaya. You're grabbing Shem Havaya and you're pouring Shem Havaya down. To bring joy into the name of Elohim. By unifying the two names. Into the name of Elohim. And how far does it go down? That's down into the name of Elohim. It goes into all the things that are impacted by the name of Elohim, especially the lower waters, which have been heartbroken and crying since the days that God had rejected them and separated them. Also a Yekev, the Abishter excavated in the earth to allow for this, for this Yichud to take place. God is he finishes off with a bang. So if Parshas Lech Lot Tzadik Vav and Beis Bereim Ever Nishpat Lach Kudav Zayim Zayim, Pidush Yakev is Yichud Kedusha Bracha. Yakev is Yichud, the unification. Kedusha Bracha. Why? Bracha is the is is the godliness that's within the world. Bracha means that which is Nimshach. Kedusha means what? That which is transcendent. Havaya. Yichud Kedusha U Bracha. Unifying both of them, and that's what Yechud is. The Ein Sham Daf Kufiyot Tes Omad Al Parshas Pekudei Daf Rishon Machbeis Omad Aleph Ein Mashak Kasim Zeh Seif Dinam Asal Va'Asam Adiv Veis Kodesh. Again, I didn't have a safer with me, so I didn't look up most of these uh, things. But just this itself is enough to celebrate. L'chaim, L'chaim, and L'chaim. So last night.